Hello, welcome to another episode of the Haiku Poet Podcast. Today we are excited to feature another haiku poet. His name is Alan Bridges, and I came across his poem, Train the Shape of the River. Train the Shape of the River. And it reminded me of the many trains that I saw while kayaking down the whole Mississippi when I was 21 years old. Yeah, when I was 21, I went down the Mississippi. And then we got a gape here. Yeah, so I reached out to Alan and I asked, is this your poem? So I just Googled Alan Bridges and it came up with a with an email address and I just reached out and said, I like your poem. And if so, would you be interested in us featuring you for an upcoming Haiku Poet podcast episode? And he responded, yeah, of course you can use it in your podcast. Um, that poem first appeared in Cattails of January 2016, and it was subsequently published by Snapshot Press uh, in 2019 in my train-themed e-chapbook, In a Flash. The kayak trip sounds amazing. My older daughter went to med school in St. Louis, and I always watched the river in awe and lived in Louisiana, so the river was a big part of my life. My last train ride was across northern United States, and I lost count of the eagles in the Mississippi River headwaters. And that is true. There's a lot of eagles along the Mississippi. Um, when you were at the Mississippi, was, yes? that, was that when you were a teenager? Uh, I was 21 years old. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Yeah, so I added a picture of us enjoying Lake Superior so that Alan would know who he was talking to. And I jotted back to him, the Mississippi trip was a highlight. I was 21 years old and spent three months paddling solo. I remember coming into St. Louis and an 80-year-old gentleman told me not to leave my kayak by the arch. And I was going to ride up the elevator to the top and take a picture. But he thought my kayak would get stolen. I still plan to return someday with my kids and my wife and ride that elevator to the top of the arch. If you want to comment on your haiku, the timeline of my life punctuated by pets. So his haiku is the timeline of my life punctuated by pets. Uh, my kids just got guinea pigs, and they're all really wanting a dog. My wife says we'll wait until everybody's at least out of diapers before we get a dog or a cat. What are you guys holding right now? Caleb, who do you, yeah, who do you have? Ratatouille. Ratatouille. What color is Ratatouille? His underbelly is cream, yeah. and his top is gray and white. Yeah. And then, Eve, who, who's this? This is Flame. Flame. So, Alan responded back to some questions that we sent him, and I'm going to read those responses, okay? First question is, would you be able to share a little bit about your starting into haiku? Alan responds, I began writing haiku in 2008 after meeting poet John Stevenson at breakfast in the dining car on board Amtrak's Lake Shore Limited. He was headed to San Francisco, California to accept a haiku award and I was going to Portland, Oregon. 
part, parting ways with three of his books. On my return eight days later, I coincidentally bumped into John again on the platform in Reno, Nevada and pulled two haiku I had written from my pocket. He tells the story today that he was prepared to let me down easy, but paused and said, actually, these are publishable right now. And I was subsequently included in A New Resonance, number seven, Emerging Voices in English Language Haiku, published by Red Moon Press. I was voted Poet of the Year by the readers of The Heron's Nest in 2016 and again in 2017 when I also won the Robert Spies Memorial Haiku Competition. And in 2018, I earned the first place in the Peggy Willis Lyles Haiku Awards. I work as a patient services representative at Emerson Hospital in Concord, Massachusetts, on the banks of the Sudbury River, where I gain poetic inspiration from both our patients and the natural surroundings. And then here's some poems that he shared with us. First one, an ivy tube snakes from the biker's tattoo. An ivy snakes from the biker's tattoo. What's an ivy snake? So an ivy is like for medicine to go into your vein. And I love the picture there of an ivy with a tube snaking out of the biker's tattoo. And he says, this, this monostitch, it's a single line haiku. So you guys see that, how it's just one line? So it's not like three lines, it's a single line was inspired by a patient at my hospital. Nearly all my poems are derived from real life experience, which I think adds to authenticity. I was once asked by a fellow poet how I write haiku, and I replied, I write what I see and feel at a moment, and maybe tweak it a little bit later. Write usually means I text it to myself. And he said, Damn, I get up every morning at four in the morning and sit at my desk. Every time I see one of his haiku, I picture him sitting at his desk. In the case of the biker, illness brings everyone to an equal level, and his biker gang image faded away as he opened up to me in the hospital setting. Here's the next haiku. Between treatments, pulling weeds in the healing garden. Read it a second time. Between treatments, pulling weeds in the healing garden. And Alan says, I wrote that about my mom, Harriet, who died of breast cancer, yet remained positive and active throughout her hard-fought ordeal. She enjoyed visiting the Virginia Thurton Healing Garden Support Center in her hometown and also like going to chemo treatments where she bonded with others fighting the same fight. Here I was trying to metaphorically link the idea of eliminating cancer cells to pulling weeds in a garden. The next haiku. Historic tour. The guide points out buildings no longer there. Historic tour. The guide points out buildings no longer there. This is a senyu, and unlike haiku, it focuses on human elements and is often humorous. 
I forget where this scene took place, but it struck me as amusing. What I was trying to convey is that the past is itself is a thing that no longer exists, except as it is remembered. French mathematician Blaise Pascal wrote, The present is never our goal. The past and the present are our means. The future alone is our goal. Thus, we will never live, but we will hope to live, and always hoping to be happy. It is inevitable that we will never be so. As a former physics major, I am interested in the complexities and the unknown of the universe, and I find that writing about them in haiku and senyu brings me happiness. The following haiku was recently accepted at Frog Pond. Winter night, the weightlessness of a galaxy. Winter night, the weightlessness of a galaxy. Have you guys ever looked out at the, the bright evening sky filled with stars and yeah. just been like, whoa, it's so big. Yeah, and I remember when, when Daddy and me, when I woke up in the middle of the night, that Daddy woke me up and then we let the brothers keep sleeping. Yeah. And he and I went out and saw the stars and we even saw the International Space Station. Yes, we love seeing and the International like Space Station, don't we? Saw, saw two Two, two, sat two satellites? Yeah, and they, and they were crossing each other. That's so cool. One jet. That's so cool. All right, I've got one more haiku by Alan. Master Potter, almost not touching the clay. Master Potter, almost not touching the clay. Why does he not almost touch the clay? I am fortunate. I'll read the answer. I'll read the explanation to that. I am fortunate to have a large ceramic bottle made by Potter Regis Brody, a professor at Skidmore College, where my younger daughter graduated with theater and social work majors. I was attending a workshop directed by Professor Brody on Parents Weekend and was so taken by the way that he shaped a pot and magically transformed a blob of clay into something exquisite. In this haiku... I repeated the st sounds in master and almost, and the er sounds in master and potter, and multiple t's to heighten the sound of the poem, which I feel is an important part of my haiku. Not so much that it hits you over the head, but in a way that it makes the poem resonate, almost secretly. I asked Alan, what has publishing your haiku done for your process of writing and seeing haiku? What encouragement might you share for people enjoying haiku who have not yet pursued publishing their work? Alan responded, to me the foremost tool for haiku poets is to read haiku extensively. You will learn what you like and what you don't, and you will see how you can improve as a writer. You will notice that individual haiku poets have recognizable styles, and eventually you will find your own. I started by sending haiku to the Heron's Nest, Modern Haiku, Bottle Rockets, Frog Pond, Aksu Quarterly. I have poet friends who don't publish much, and some who submit extensively. I recommend keeping good records of what you have written and submitted, at which I am terrible. <laughs> That's pretty terrible? funny. 
He's saying he doesn't keep the best records. It'd be good to keep good records. Kind of like for our beehives, how we're trying to keep a record. Of, yeah, for those beehives. When we put those swarm traps out, we're trying to keep a record of how many did we put at this person's house? How many did we put at that person's house? And our goal is that we don't lose track of them, right? That's why you put icons. Yes. All right, number three. I asked Alan... What are a few of your favorite haiku books or haiku poets? And Alan responded, An invaluable resource for new and experienced haiku poets alike is William J. Higginson's The Haiku Handbook, How to Write, Share, and Teach Haiku. Isa is my favorite Japanese master, and here is one example. This dewdrop world is but a dewdrop world. And yet, this dewdrop world is but a dewdrop world. And yet, among contemporary haiku poets, some of my favorites are Julie Warther, Jackie Piercy, and Chad Lee Robinson. I have not read them, so I'm excited to check them out. I asked Alan, what is your writing practice? Do you journal? Are you part of a writing group or anything else that helps invoke inspiration? And Alan responded, as I mentioned earlier, my writing style falls into the see it and write it category. I am a member of the New England Ginkgo group. And ginkgo is when you go out and you walk in the outdoors and you see things that are cool and then you write haiku. Yep. Yes. And many of the walks that we take at Jay Cook State Park, they're like ginkgo walks, right? That's where you came up with your poem, Caleb. Uh, distant train. Train rumbles. Train rumbles. Cricket sings a song. Train rumbles. Cricket sings a song. Yeah, distant train. Cricket sings his song. Excellent. I'm going to continue reading here. I'm a member of the New England Ginkgo Group. We share walks and haiku in various venues and seasons. Given the current pandemic, that'd be the COVID pandemic, we are meeting via Zoom and writing haiku and other related forms from photographs. It is interesting to find what we individually glean from identical scenes. One person may write about the flutter of dead aspen leaves while another describes the sound of a distant train whistle. Wow, that's kind of like the distant train rumbles. Uh, this haiku is from a recent visit to the Broadmoor Wildlife Sanctuary in Natick, Massachusetts. Here's a haiku. Winter grasses. Winter grasses, the random tilt of nesting boxes. Winter grasses, the random tilt of nesting boxes. Also, locally, I frequently meet up with fellow poet Brad Bennett to share haiku, walks, and hot chocolates. Other groups that meet near me are the Haiku Circle and Kaji Aso Studio in Massachusetts and Wild Graces in New Hampshire, where it's enjoyable to get together as community. Biennially, so 
every two years, I try to attend the Haiku North America's conferences. I especially loved the one held in Santa Fe, New Mexico in 2017. And the last question to Alan is just a comment of thanks for sharing some of your haiku with us today on this episode. We appreciate being able to hear your unique perspective as we explore the beauty and depth of haiku poetry. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us, such as a website or some of your books or publications, so that people might be able to enjoy your work further? Um, And he adds, Alan adds, my e-chapbook, which is titled In a Flash, is available at Snapshot Press. It was published in 2019. And I recently placed third in the Turtle Light Press Haiku Chapbook Contest with Stirring Ashes. My first full-length collection, Ashes, Ashes, We All Fall Down. My first full-length collection, In the Curves, is being published in 2020 by Red Moon Press. I recently was invited to judge the Robert Spies Memorial Haiku Competition, the results of which are revealed in the summer edition of Modern Haiku. And Alan says, Thank you, Josh, for inviting me to be part of your podcast. And Alan S. Bridges lives in Littleton, Massachusetts. All right. Well, what did you guys think of Alan Bridges' haiku poetry? Good. You liked it? Yeah. Did you have a favorite? Did you like the the river and the train interaction or pets my life my life punctuated by the different pets Did or he pets? I'm sure he had pets don't I you think, think? I, I think he had a farm you think he's got a farm maybe he's got a farm maybe he's got dogs or cats maybe he could give us a dog or a cat yeah, what would you name a dog if you had a dog today Probably spots if he Spot. had spots like orange and green or white ah, Hot Wheels. You love Hot Wheels, don't you? Yeah. Oh, and reading. Cool. Well, you got a whistle. Caleb, what would you name your dog? Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Is that what would you name your dog? A one dog dog. What's that? I want a dog. You do want a dog? Yeah. Yeah, I want a dog. I want a husky. In a couple of years. Oh, a husky and a dog. Yeah, a husky dog to pull a sled? Yeah, and yeah. a dog. A pull. I, I had a hunting dog. Yeah. My dog was a black lab Chesapeake, and her name was Pale. How and fast she, could he run? She could run really fast. Faster than you? Way faster than me. And she would pull me on my cross-country skis. So she was kind of like a husky dog. But she was also a hunting dog. And at first, she used to just scare the pheasants up. But then she started pointing. And that was a very special experience. To be out in the the cattails and the long grass. And have Pale lock onto a pheasant scent. And then just stop and point. And then I'd touch her side. And she'd jump in there and scare up the pheasant. Really fun. Yes. Uh, 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 I named my dog Sparky. You'd name your dog Sparky? Yeah. That's a great name. All right, we're going to close out this Haiku Poet Podcast episode. Should we say, maybe the guinea pigs want to say bye. Can you say bye? Oh, that's sweet. 
He likes snuggling, doesn't he, Caleb? Jacob, does your guinea pig want to say bye? Bye. Bye, little guinea pig. Eve wants to blow the whistle. All right, everybody say bye. Bye.